Hello, and welcome back to Inter Riverdale. Uh, your top ten favorite Riverdale we watch podcast, probably. Uh, one of them. I'm two thirds of your host, Daniel, and joining me is the other third, Jesse. Hey, this. Uh, I- I'm. I'm weird. You're, you're so, so weird, weird. Jesse. I'm so weird. Isn't it weird? You, have you ever seen me without this hat? I'm so weird. We're it's like so opposites, weird. Betty. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for reminding me that this is that episode. Uh, yeah, we're here, folks. We're, we're at the infamous I'm Weird episode. Oh, my God. But, uh, it, it, I'd, I'd say, hey, that that you think that'd be the high point. No, this, this like, it silly rocks up to the top, plateaus towards the top. And it just only drops once it ends. It's this is a perfect episode of Riverdale. I love it. All right, but before we get into that, we got to do an actor spotlight, and today we will be highlighting Natalie Bolt. Uh, Natalie spelled with a T H, Bolt spelled with two T's. Oh, okay, uh, you know I'm. <laughs> ooh, okay. Listen, Jesse. There's a reason for this, and that reason is she is South African. Okay, that makes sense. She's a white South African. Yeah. She, she probably it's an yeah. African. Uh, the, she she's the actress that uh, plays Penelope Blossom. So she was born in July of 1973, uh, known in the country of South Africa for her role of jo- Joey Ortlep, uh from the SABC three soap opera Isindigo. Isindigo. Anyway. Um, she graduated from Rhodes University, currently lives in Wellington, New Zealand. Uh, internationally, Bolt has been seen in the film District 9, as well as the 2005 television remake of The Poseidon Adventure. She also voices the character of Dottie Watt in the New Zealand children's series, The Watt Watts. What, what? Uh, what? A- what? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a... Uh, she's okay, an ad- I'm sorry. The Watt Watts sounds like a thing you would used to specifically make fun of people with in a commonwealth country the british? a british commonwealth country yeah. it sounds exactly like which it. new zealand is one of <laughs> yeah, so uh actress is an advocate for many charities and she was also also f- featured as a female screenwriter i'm assuming on the what wants they just say screenwriter but and of course penelope blossom uh she currently lives in new zealand that must mean she she moved out for the season and then moved back which is pretty cool so so do, is she like neighbors with uh with kj if do they do they wave oh that's Did a good th- question i forgot that kj is also from new zealand is she also weirdly is she also weirdly half maori and uh we uh, won't see it at all because she's i had probably not not listed so i'm guessing not She's also not from New Zealand, Jesse. She just lives there. She could also, you know, what people who's half Maori might live in other places. You know, global economy. Yeah, but uh, typically not really, though. It's I mean, they could. A- and anyway, um, she's been in a, quite a few movies. Uh, starting two thousand seven, she was in Flood. Uh, really, the only thing on here that uh, I recognize is Dic- uh, District Nine from two thousand nine. She played Sarah Livingston. Uh, she's done. About an equal amount of TV shows, uh, let's see, including in 2007, she was a part of Power Rangers Operation Overdrive uh, for one episode as Jessica Jeffries, which makes sense because Power Rangers films in New Zealand. Uh, I think, was Overdrive, Overdrive was the one people like, right? Is it? I get Overdrive and RPM confused. There's a couple of car ones. Oh, no, one Overdrive is, is the bad uh, one, RPM is the good one. Oh, 
Okay, yeah, see, so, there you go. There, okay. there are a couple of car ones, one that people really, really like, and one that people really, so, really so, didn't. So, like, I will say that RPM is is good. I hate the Zord design so much I stopped watching it because I oh, have yeah. to like the Zord design. I have to like the Zord yeah. designs. Everything else about that show is good. I hate the Zord designs. Yeah, I, I watched the first episode of that and I really was digging the like Mad Max premise and like the stunts were okay, the characters were okay. Then they brought out the Zords with their stupid anime eyes <sighs> like stickered onto the front and I said, that's enough yeah, for me. Yeah, it's just like I have to like the Zords. Like half of the reason why I'm watching Power Rangers is because of the Zords. Yeah, it's, it's the aesthetics. Yeah. And, uh, oh, interesting. Uh, there's a bunch of other shows on here that I've never heard of. But then in 2020, she was uh, Miss Dubois in an episode of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Oh. So, uh, double dipping a little bit because they have a shared universe. But, hmm. Okay. Uh, let me see if her IND page has anything else worth mentioning. It doesn't look like it. But she's been working for quite a while. Uh, though. Yeah. Does she does she also have another show called Oi and Governor? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Wow. Uh oh, uh, she completed the Warner Brothers Directors Program in 2019 and will direct on Riverdale. Oh, that's cool. That is cool. She's directed two short films, uh, shot in New Zealand, well, one, The Silk, which garnered eight awards, and the, according to this bio, comedy sensation called Vajazzle. Okay. Uh, she is an environmental and animal rights activist. She's the ambassador of Palm Oil Investigations, fighting deforesta- deforestation in Indonesia, as well as speaking out on the illegal rhino horn trade in her country of birth, South Africa. Weirdly enough, also has uh, ties to the extinction of orangutans. Uh, palm oil, like, actively endangers mm. because they have to cut down the tree. Okay. Just, just call back to a conversation okay. we had before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we weren't yeah, recording. When we were recording. You, know, you know, when we weren't recording. Yeah, you know, those classic bits all our listeners love uh, from when we weren't talking on the show and they haven't yeah, heard yeah. thank you very Jesse. classic bit <laughs> i'm just you know to, to fill the listeners in here listeners weigh in on this jesse's going to be running a monster tabletop campaign at some point and i want to play as an orangutan because i feel like orangutans are monsters <laughs> jesse adamantly says they they're are uh, please not. weigh in and tell me if i should be able to play an orangutan. they're not they're animals uh, you can you can go on twitter hashtag play the orangutan hashtag orangutans are monsters Love to hear your thoughts. Uh, support me in my quest. Uh, in the meantime, though, let's get into this episode. This is Riverdale, Season 1, Episode 10, Chapter 10, The Lost Weekend. Let's begin. Um, we start off with um, a callback to that great feminism episode where they uh, torture Chuck. So he's coming back, probably. That's going to be exciting. Ooh, there's gonna That comes back with a vengeance. I actually, yeah, I actually... Uh, did forget to watch it this week, so folks, you're getting my reactions live, unfiltered, and raw on this episode. Let's just say a favorite, uh, a favorite version of Betty is coming back very briefly. Oh, is it the return of Dark very Betty? Very briefly, almost, but like it's yeah. they, they call they call her Dark Betty. The episode. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, so we are once again uh, with Jughead monologuing while typing on his laptop in the, the diner. 
Uh, I don't really know what he's talking about. I'm sure it's not important. Oh, it's never important. Yeah. Apparently, they all went to a house party of some sort at some point. Uh, that's uh, in medias that res. Weirdly out of character. Yeah. Oh, on, in medias res. I think I said that. Yeah, he's he's talking about chaos or entropy or something, and it's being intercut with you know shots from them at school doing their extra extracurriculars and them being at this house party just absolutely wilding out in a way that doesn't really feel in line with Archie or Betty's characters, but that's fine. Well, you know, um, sometimes people act differently for some reason. Yeah, I mean, I guess Archie is still a football player at the end of the day. Or something comes up. Uh, so, Fred is heading out of town for the weekend to finalize his divorce. Uh, Jughead's birthday is also this weekend. And, uh, and Archie, uh, so base so basically Archie and Fred are like kinda of talking and just like is this because of you and Hermione? And be like, No, I ended that. And um and he pretty much is just and Archie's like kinda he seems ambivalent about it, just like you really wanna like end this? Yeah, I, I mean he's he's arguing for them to stay together but not like very passionately he's just kind of like are you really sure this is what you want to do you know maybe there's still a chance well, it, it feels it feels like kind of like you know leave this as an option thing but mm-hmm. like i feel like if i feel like he would maybe be like damn it and punch a wall like if it happened but that's it like that's all the aggression he would have about it yeah I, I feel like he's still holding out hope and still thinks that they'll get back together at the end of the day. It's just I um, just feel like he 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 fought more passionately about like Cheryl not being completely shitty. Right. So like <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it, it was a very kind of toned down exchange. I don't really know. There's kind of like a B plot here, which I kind of don't really care about. Basically, like a lawyer is in the uh, penthouse with Hermione and uh, Veronica and the lawyer is like, hey, you know, be a character witness for your father so he gets a lesser sentence. Right, because we learned last episode that uh, Veronica is now refusing to testify in her father's favor after seeing firsthand the damage he's caused. Um, and then Archie is sharing that knowledge he got about Clifford Blossom being responsible for Hiram going to jail. Oh, well, they're they're now in the... They continued the conversation, but only with Veronica in the student lounge. Oh, yeah, yeah. sorry. Veronica went to, to school. Yeah, that really fancy... I would kill for that student lounge. I would have that student lounge as just my house. <laughs> it's... Yeah, it's... I mean, Jughead literally did that. Yeah, so... um. So because it's the uh, because this the, the weekend that we're going to be dealing with this episode is uh, Jughead's um, birthday, uh, turns out that what he normally does is go see a double feature at the Bijou, um, usually with Archie, and he's just like, yeah. "Hey, you're you're you kiss him, so why don't you go instead to Betty?" Right. And I think it's an important plot point that like Jughead doesn't like big events. It, right. Yes. Am I remembering yeah. that correctly? Because like Jughead, yeah. look at Jughead, hear him talk. <laughs> He's so weird. Does he want to have a birthday party? Just tell me without yeah. even having him say anything. 
Of course, yeah. you know. Um, and of, it's that classic thing where Betty doesn't get that and has called FP and is like, we should throw him a party. So why does Betty have FP's number? Uh, I mean, well, it looks like it's his home phone, so she just has Jughead's home phone number. I don't think that's that weird. It's a little weird for 2016 that anyone has a home phone, but... I mean, it happened. In the, like, pseudo-time-locked era that they've set this in, like, if FP does have a home phone, I could believe Betty, who grew up with Jughead, would know it. Yeah. Um, so, now, they just keep on continuing conversations at different locations. <laughs> yeah. But it's apparently a couple hours later, because they're at that, because they're eating lunch inside for some reason. Yeah. Is it winter right now? No, it's not. It was winter last episode. Uh, but it's it's the Midwest, okay. Jesse. They just... You eat indoors in the Midwest. But, but, but they eat outside like almost every other episode, though. That's true, actually. I forgot yeah, about that. No, that's why. Like, that's why I'm confused. Yeah, that is a little um, weird. But it was winter for like one episode, and now, like, if you go outside in this episode, like, it's perfectly fine. But whatever. Yeah, but uh, Chuck's back Yeah, anyway. Chuck's back. But but also, uh, Archie was just like, stop trying to give him a bir- goddamn birthday party. Um, yeah. But- yeah, sorry, the, the two plot points are uh, Betty's talking about a party, Veronica's like, yes. And Archie's like, hey, I he's kind of my best friend, and I really know about him, and he really wouldn't want this. And they're like, shut up, Archie, we're throwing a party. And then Chuck walks in. Hey, shut up. But he's like, I will end you, I am Dark Betty. <laughs> I am the ultimate life for. I will destroy you. Yeah, and... Chuck's like, I'm just here to apologize to Ethel uh, for wronging her, but he says it in kind of like that shit-eating way where he's like, you can't catch me doing something wrong, but just know, I'm still a shithead. He does a thing that like like shitty boomers do for punitive punishments, where it's just like, hey, you're a piece of shit, but I'm, you know, I'm not gonna say it. Um, yeah, it turns out that Betty, uh, she is the thing that she did uh, at an earlier thing, earlier episode, where she digs her nails into her palm and she's, like, bleeding a little bit. Yeah. Because, you know, she was suppressing Dark Betty. Yeah. Which turns out is actually repelled by blood, which is weird. We need to compile what makes Dark Betty tick, I think. Because first off, Dark Betty's actually Polly, right? Is that it? Well. Well. Well, I mean, Polly exists, obviously. Yeah. But, like, but like, Dark Betty thinks she's Polly. Okay. Right? She, she, okay. No, no, she did that. That happened, though. Oh, wait, that was It time, happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Betty goes to harass the FP to be like, go to this goddamn party yeah. that I'm yeah. throwing for. Yeah. Check that. Yeah. This is almost the opposite. Okay, so we cut to uh, an. Is this the next day? Did she go to? Okay, she went to Andrew's construction. She was there. Yeah, this is a little confusing on the timeline. I think this might be the is next this... day. That would make sense. Was she wearing this in the last? Yeah, scene? no, this she was. No, she top? was wearing that, right? No, I think she was wearing uh, that. Oh yeah, no, it's same so... outfit. So same day, she left during lunch, I guess, and came back. Maybe she had a free. Maybe period. I don't know. But why would sophomores get a free period? That's normally junior and sophomore. I don't know, I don't Jesse. Know. Maybe she had a study hall and she skipped. Okay. Well, I feel like you could just... Uh, anyway, her mom's here and she's like, I talked to Principal Weatherby and he agrees I should work on the school paper because this is an insane town full well, of insane as, as, people. As an advisor, 
This is fine. But she didn't do her normal thing where she just goes into a room and talks some bullshit. So, you know. Yeah. There's um, something there. And uh, Jughead continuing to have bad taste in directors says he's excited to go see a John Landis double feature. I mean, American Werewolf in London isn't bad. I'm thinking of the right Landis, right? Because there's a couple Max of Landis, Landis and they're all his directed. father. You're thinking Max Landis is the shitty oh, one. Oh, he's the one that killed those children on the Twilight Zone, right? No, that was John Landis. Okay, so John oh, Landis no, no, is but, the no, shitty but, one. Well, both of them are shitty, but American Werewolf, <laughs> but American Werewolf in, in London is not a bad movie. Animal House, though, okay. kind of. I'm just mm. saying that Jughead has bad taste in directors because he quoted or tried to quote Tarantino, and now he's excited to watch the guy who murdered two Vietnamese children on set because he was uh, dodging labor laws to make the Twilight Zone movie. Okay, well. Why don't you go back in time and tell me your taste in movies when you're 15 or 16? Uh, yeah, it was like Pirates of the Caribbean and like, I don't know, Pixar films. I don't know. So I'm already ahead of the curve to the guy who murdered two Vietnamese children well, because he was skirting labor laws. Actually, no, I was a shitty know-it-all kid. <laughs> uh, Yeah. But yeah, we cut to the penthouse where Hermione and uh, it can not conf- talks to Veronica, and turns out Veronica's also an accountant. I guess because she went over the books. Yeah, she's and it turns yeah. out that uh, the Bloss- the Blossoms Maple Syrup Empire is pay was paying Hiram a, a, a sizable amount of money each year, but then all of a sudden, oh, it stopped. Suspicious. And this is a very unnecessary uh, scene, but this also... Oh, God, is this the fucking cheer Yes, off? it is. So, basically... See, I thought this happened during their auditions, but this is so much better. So, so um, Cheryl and Veronica, uh, they're having a little tiff, and it turns out that Cheryl is just like, no, I'm the best. And Veronica's just like, no, I'm the best. And then they're just like, cheer off. Whoever's the... They have a cheer off to decide who's going to lead the squad. It's fucking amazing. And, and this one feels like... And, like, I think that we haven't brought up in a while, like, these are supposed to be, like, sophomores in high school. And this is very yep. clearly just, like, eye candy dance for, like, a lot of... It's also, like, not an especially good it's, dance. It's not a good dance, but, like, it's clearly supposed to be, like, hey, look at this person dance. Yeah. It's like music video yeah. dancing. And, yeah, um, and, like, it seems like they're... It seems like they're trying to sexualize these uh, teen girls. Oh yeah, they are one hundred percent. When you when you again, they're fifteen or sixteen, supposedly. But just like the the idea, we're gonna have a cheer off to decide who leads the squad, and then these two chuckle fucks <laughs> are just dancing in this gym to this music. It's like the fucking funniest. Also, thing. the only person that's actually like wearing pants in the, the entire gym of cheerleaders is uh, Cheryl. Which again, which which wouldn't be like a thing that stands out if she wasn't the only one doing it. No one else is wearing pants. Everyone else is wearing shorts. I noticed it. It was weird. What what an insane scene that was. Yeah, and basically everyone's just like Veronica's so much better. They they basically just they just go to leave Cheryl. Like they'd be like, hey, point and laugh, and then we'll kind of walk away, giving her the cold shoulder. And then, yeah, so her two lackeys that we've seen one time in this whole season 
uh, actually wait didn't vote and Cheryl calls them out and calls them stupid and then tells them to get out of here well she says shoe bitches sorry you gotta get that yeah. gotta get that Cheryl cadence right so Archie is uh, getting everything get, uh, getting uh, the party ready and uh, Fred calls him and um, yeah. and Archie doing I don't know like they have a really good relationship for like being like for father and son because basically yeah. uh, Fred was just like hey you know stuff kind of sucks and stuff I'm going to talk to her later and Archie's just like hey you just kept on sh- shutting me down and and it didn't really go the way he wanted it to so he goes into the liquor cabinet and he starts date drinking nice that's good you know Man, imagine having a liquor cabinet. That must be nice. Oh God. Yeah. Um. So Cheryl goes into uh, the Pop Tate's uh, chocolate shop. Um. And we have. She's like, "Oh, you're the worst." And then it's like a, a weird, like non-reveal. Um. Where. It, right. Yeah. Like they're specifically framed on Cheryl's voice, uh, face, so we can't see who she's talking to. That I have a guess. And of course she punctuates saying like, hey, you suck, but also why don't we, uh, why don't we do a bunch of shitty things to Archie and his friends? Yeah. And she punctuates it with, by taking the cherry off of a uh, milkshake and biting it. Milkshake, yeah. It's real good. See, I think it would have been better if she also tied a knot in the cherry stem and spit it in his face, <laughs> but you know. Uh, but she was talking to Chuck. Oh yeah, yeah, Chuck. You know, the person who we introduced earlier in the episode... Which means, if they did introduce him, I think it would have been more of a surprise. But that, you know, that's me. Yeah, but, I mean, we would have known because it was in the flashback, and we need that flashback to remind people of the guy who was in one episode, uh, like, eight episodes ago. Well, I, I I remember him because of the very poor casting choice that they made. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, it's... No, in a typical show, not necessarily everyone's going to remember that one guy, and so they have to remind you who he is, but of course, because he was only in one episode, it becomes very obvious then that he's going to be a player in this episode. Yeah. Uh, so we cut to Veronica talking to the lawyer, being like, hey, we're... I don't... Like, what if... Veronica still doesn't want to uh, testify, so the lawyer hands a letter that Hiram wrote to her that says... Uh, your mom's not as innocent as you think. Be very careful what your next choice is. Something along your those lines. Your mom sucks, and she's a liar. Yeah. And so then we have um, Betty and uh, Jughead. They're watching. They're, well, they're not watching a movie they're yet. They're double feature. They're, yeah, they're they're waiting for the movie to start, and Betty's wearing a little crown it's sweatshirt. Cute. It's very cute. I love it. They look like a good yeah. couple here. They don't look like a good couple later. Um. <laughs> because Betty is uh, trying to override a very clear thing that Jughead doesn't want to do. Yeah, I mean a, a classic TV trope. Yeah, and it turns out that uh, Betty also likes American Werewolf in London. She says she's uh, all about the beast within. It, it, wait, she's got what, what if that was a um, what if that was a uh, reference towards? Uh, the the hunger where the Jughead cl- the Jones clans are all werewolves and the Cooper clan are all <laughs> uh, werewolf hunters. 
Which, by the way, is also probably definitely true because this, you know, I've always said if there's one thing about Riverdale, it's that the show creators have a deep love for the Archie source material and faithfully have adapted so, no, it. But weirdly enough, they do pull some really fucking deep cuts here and there. I'm actually not surprised yeah. by that, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, while they were at the double feature, they set up the surprise party. And, oh, wow, look, it's all your friends, and Joaquin is there also. Okay. And Jughead's very uncomfortable. Yeah, and he's just like, it's like, oh, you really shouldn't have. Also, Archie, you're very obviously drunk. Yep. Also, I love how in the subtitles, when Veronica says something in Spanish, she says, speak in Spanish, instead of just translating it. Yeah. My favorite Netflix subtitles are the ones that say that, but they overlay it over the actual in-movie subtitles that say what they say, <laughs> so you can't read it. <laughs> sometimes they, do, sometimes the people who subtitle this, because uh, I'm pretty sure Netflix doesn't use professional subtitlers, um, sometimes they don't even know what language it is. So it'll just say, speaks in foreign language, on top of the subtitles that were telling me what they were saying. I'm like, thanks. Thanks a bunch. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Betty brings out a hamburger cake. Again, we have not seen him eat a hamburger yet. Right. Oh, technically, wait, wait, and wait, wait. She's kind of lit very ominously because it's dark and the it's just the uh, light from the candles lighting her from below. And Jughead calls it very ominous. Also, also, he also, um, she also is singing like very sexy, like happy birthday. Oh, yeah. Oh. I, I can't hear it because this is my first time watching it, right. but I, I believe you. So, would, do we count that hamburger cake as eating hamburger? No, that wasn't a <laughs> That's hamburger. That's a hamburger cake, though. It represents a hamburger. Can we put a half a hamburger? Oh, you know what? Can it be an asterisk? Hamburger with an asterisk? I don't know, Jesse. Is orangutan a, technically a monster? No, it's I don't not. know. You tell me. It's, it's an animal. And that's not a hamburger. All right, I'm glad we're in agreement. So, so, uh, so then we have uh, Veronica and Archie. They're just kind of talking in the. Uh, They're yeah, being sad about their parents or whatever. Veronica's is a little more pressing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, Archie's like really dumb, and he doesn't understand the feelings of other yeah. people very easily. Archie's like, my dad doesn't love my mom. And Veronica's like, my dad threatened my life and maybe killed Jason Blossom. Also, were, were you getting, were you getting like, uh, like some, some weird, like, maybe not romantic tension, but tension between them in that scene? Like, they seem to like get like, like that way. I mean, yeah, this is, this is the on-ramp to them getting back together. Yeah, it is. They, they, they either, they either fuck or almost fuck later on yeah uh it's yeah sorry it's i don't feel like this is a spoiler because it's such a major part of the show moving forward jug or not jugheads archie and veronica are gonna date again it's, i mean it's pretty obvious yeah they're, but they're both very pretty people who have a really good yeah. chemistry together weirdly um yeah so basically uh you know they're talking <laughs> and then cheryl oh and, and uh, chuck uh, just burst into the door with it. Yeah, they they crash the party with a bunch of football players and cheerleaders with like a kegger. Yeah, and and Archie because he's sure. very sad. It's just like, hey, I want to get drunk and also have friends. Yeah. While everyone else yeah. around him is just like, oh, that's the party we saw from the beginning yeah. of the episode. I get yeah. it now, and that's why it feels out of characters because Archie's fucking because smashed. He's like, okay, that, that makes sense. Is that uh, Doyle, Hilton Doyle? 
played to be in the DJ. I'm sure they just had to fill out this space. He's just doing a DJ set. <laughs> I mean, if anyone were to DJ, I think Dilton Doyle feels like the guy who would have a of DJ course, set. Of course, he would read about military, a military uh, firearms in a in a chocolate shop, uh, and also be a DJ. Yeah, and so. Uh, Jughead, being the very smart person, goes to their little garage clubhouse thing. The garage, yeah. Which looks very comfy. Yeah. I mean, they've really kind of furnished the place ever since the soundproofing. Yeah. Um, and turns out that uh, FP, FP comes, comes in. By, yeah. Also, the backtrack slightly when Cheryl uh, busted the party. She said, did you really think you could have a party in this town without moi? She's very good. She's, she's very good. I love her. She's perfect. Yeah. Much like Jughead. So, uh, FP... Yeah. <laughs> FP shows up with a present, and, uh... Jughead... Jughead's upset. Yeah. And then we have, uh, Joaquin and Kevin kissing and hanging out, and... We remember from the flashback that this is all a ruse by Joaquin. He's been ordered by FP to get close to Kevin. Oh. And look, there's FP, speaking of. Oh, also, also remember uh, Kevin, the only one of the only openly gay 15 or 16-year-olds was talking about his cruising spot by Streetwater River. I mean, Joaquin, being another gay adolescent in this town, I'm sure is aware of okay, the cruising spot. I understand. I'm just really upset that his father is okay with it. <laughs> Like, ugh. I can't. I'm not against. I'm, well, listen. Sometimes your 28 year old son, who's 16, needs to go and have anonymous sex in the woods. Yeah. So Veronica, like, kind of walks walks in after F, FP basically says, like, "Hey, I need to go to the bathroom." Oh, did Veronica not know that that was Jughead's dad no. yet? No, <laughs> they never. Really funny. They, they, the only time they met was was now. Really? Huh. Oh, well done. For a show that, like, where everything else people share immediately, that's a fun little tidbit that everyone just, like, sort of forgot to bring up. Which I get. It doesn't seem important that Veronica know who Jughead's dad is. Yeah, Veronica and Jughead don't really hang out. Do they hang out later? Yeah. I think, th- I think they would be a good, like, combination of, like, just really bad takes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can't quite remember. They hang out in so much as they're both dating Archie and Betty, and so there's a lot of crossover. Wait, wait, is there a polycule? Do they get a polycule? Come on, tell me. Uh, Not that I remember, but anything's possible in Riverdale. Um, So now Chuck and Betty are having that confrontation, and... I don't know. Chuck's like into Dark Betty now. I like, guess. Uh, me, a teenage boy, was awakened by this weirdly sexual encounter where you also tortured me. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's into femdom. He's learned. Well, I mean, everyone has to learn somehow. Yep. And femdom, not not findom. Yeah, You're right. He's femdom, not a. Not he's not a filthy pay pig. No. Uh, that wouldn't make a lot of sense considering Hermione is used to wealth. It would be the other way. Well, no, I guess they... No, yeah, no, it would be the other way around because Hermione would be the one with money. Anyway, Alice Cooper spying on Archie's house. She, 
uh, and spots Joaquin and FP talking. I think from Betty's, no, no, room, it's Betty's, Betty's room. room is the one that faces no, the window. Be- Betty, okay, Betty, yeah. is, Betty has like a front room seat, uh, seat to seeing uh, Archie get naked every day. Right, right. As we established. So Alice Cooper just hanging out in Betty's room spying on people. So what? one thing, uh, one thing that uh, happens next. Here it is. All right. It's here. It's happening. <laughs> Got up. I'll put this in. Yeah, but it's so good. So good. In case you haven't noticed, I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. I don't fit in, and I don't want to fit in. Have you ever seen me without this stupid hat on? That's weird. Why are you getting so upset? It's just a party, Jug. It's not just a party. It's the fact that you don't know or even care that this is the last thing I would want. You did this for you to prove something. To prove what? You're a great girlfriend. I don't know. (laughs) Doesn't it ever occur to you just how different we are? on a cellular DNA kind of level. You're a straight A student. You're a cheerleader, for God's sakes. You're the perfect girl next door. I hate that word. I'm the damaged loner outsider from the wrong side of the tracks. Betty, come on. Who are we kidding? We're on borrowed time. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Betty, I'm not one of your projects. Okay? Like solving Jason's murder? No, you're not a project. You're my boyfriend. Until you're sick of slumming it with me? Or until Archie changes his mind and he says he wants to be with you? Have you ever seen me without this stupid hat on? That's weird. <laughs> so good. He's confronting Betty. He's upset that Betty threw this party because it feels like she doesn't know who yeah, he and is. And he basically pretty much says, like, hey, if it was just, like, you know, like, me, you, uh, you and Archie, I would have been completely fine. Yeah, he, he says... He's upset because, like, very clearly, I'm not the type of person who wants this kind of party, and you just ignored my wishes, and, like, maybe don't even really know who I am if you thought this was okay. Uh, and, and, like... And, and, and did and this. And, like, he basically does, he basically does, like, the version of complimenting, like, Betty in every single way, and then being, like... Yeah. We're really different. You're like really fucking awesome, and I'm yeah. like a weirdo it's, loser. Yeah, he like goes into like a weird movie trope. That he's like, "You're the girl next door, cheerleader. And I'm the damaged loner from the wrong side of town. We we're never meant to be together. This will never work." And, and and he just and he basically yells, "I'm not your project." And Betty protests, "Be yeah. like until you get until you get like sick of slumming it with me." And then, and then he realizes that he went a little bit too hard, and then immediately tries to go after her. Um, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Archie's trying to get back with Val, and Val is like, gross, you're drunk, uh, you're a hot mess. Well, I mean, he is a hot mess. Yeah. When he tries to stop her, she splashes her drink on him. Says, and there's a record scratch happens, and everyone's just like, Oof. and then yeah. they see everyone looks at him and laughs at him. And there was Melody, who might have been a different actress, because she looked a little different to me. You know what? Again, only had two black people in this episode. I, I do account so far. Yep. Like, I think we had another Latina. And now we, we have Archie being nauseous from uh, alcohol in a very unrealistic way for being drunk. And then decides to call his dad back, which seems like a smart idea. Yeah. And Fred being like, why are you calling me at, like, midnight? Are you okay? Well, no, his dad texted him oh, to call him I mean, back. I mean, but I mean, he called back, like, kind of, like later. Anyways. 
you know. Right. I feel like I would also be like, are you okay? So, uh, so Jughead tries to leave, but then Chuck basically bullies him into staying with yeah. Cheryl. I mean, Chuck and Cheryl. Yeah. They have a plan, and I they, guess. They go, where, where are they playing? Um, Sins and something? Sins and Secrets? Something like that? Yeah. Something like that. Basically, it's time to air everyone's dirty laundry. Basically, it's time for everyone to know uh, the secrets that we have been holding on to since the beginning of the show. Yeah, secrets and sins, that's what she calls it. It's a variation of truth and dare. Oh, it was was Dalton Dilly who was doing the DJing. Naturally. Yeah, um, basically, they stare at all the dirty laundry. Be like, hey, why are you defiling Archiekins in in a thing? Basically, yeah, she's just dragging all the secrets. For example, that Hiram Lodge secretly bought the drive-in. Uh, then Veronica accuses Shell of murdering her brother. Oh, and then says what everyone's thinking, which is, you two definitely fuck, right? Yeah, yeah, I love it. How, like, Veronica's just like, wow, you you seem to really like your brother. Um... Uh, Kevin speaking for all of us when he says this it, is riveting. I can't. This breathe. is very good. I love this. This is when I say like this episode just plateaus at the top. This is definitely a thing that's bringing it on. Uh, and Dalton pretty much says like, "Hey, I saw Miss Grundy's car at the thing. Also, also uh, Archie basically puts together that uh, Archie was fucking Grundy." I, I love how very quickly Cheryl got over her own thing uh, when more juicy tea came Well, up. you know, she she is a messy bitch who loves drama. Yeah. Yeah, she is. And they just keep on they keep on just dragging Archie. Back. Yeah, they just keep on dunking on Archie. <laughs> I love it. It's just like, no wonder you can't keep a girlfriend. You have Bobby issues. <laughs> Arch, uh, uh, Betty tries to divert by saying Dilton plays with guns, and Archie's like, big fucking whoop. Everyone knows Dilton's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> Who cares? Let's get back to dunking on Archie. Well, they, they well they do they do very briefly. Uh, yeah, then Chuck tries to bring up Dark Betty, but I don't think anyone cares about that. Yeah, but she does say the word Dark Betty, which I'm just saying, real good. Um, and also, also she, I mean, he also says a thing that I didn't think the other way. Archie technically also has a free peep show of Betty. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that was a thing that they... Do you think they just, like, like try to sexually undress in front of the window, say, like, just kind of peering over, being like, mm, you looking? You looking? I mean, Betty definitely did. Archie did. Oh, no, Archie's too dumb. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. And... But, uh, after harassing Betty enough, Jughead punches Chuck, and then Chuck punches back, and then FB kicks him out of the house, because he's an adult. He's, he's a... Who's fine with all these kids. He's, he's a grown-ass <laughs> man who is... Who, yeah. if this was, who was just sitting there during this whole event? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. If this was uh, cast realistically, FP would be towering over most of these people. Yeah, also, yeah, but, uh, but FP breaks up the party and then tells Jughead he needs to go make up with Betty. Yeah, oh, apparently got a Which pressure is, gash. From yeah, him. maybe the best parenting that FP's done in his life. Yeah, and and we do we do cut away from this scene, and we don't know what actually happened. I'm joking. Oh, they resolve drama. it almost immediately. 
Classic Riverdale. <laughs> the only the only thing that had a little bit to simmer was the was the FP reveal to Vetti and I mean to Veronica and that's it. Oh yeah, Alice uh it turns out that Alice and FP grew up in the South Side together. Oh, yeah. That she moved up in the world. Yep. From to the north side. Yep. Uh, it says snakes don't shed their skins, implying that Alice used to be a servant. Then also calls her hot, which okay. I mean, I mean they have a weird energy. I feel like it'd be kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and of course, now they've ended up, uh, Jughead and Betty have ended up at Pop's Chocolate Shop. Oh, and shop, guess what? We usual. do see him without that stupid hat. And it is a little weird. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little weird seeing him without that hat. I feel like he should put it back on, because I don't, I'm not used to seeing all of his hair. Also, just clocked the third black person, or fourth, if we can include Chuck, uh, black person on this episode. Uh, she, there was a girl on the far background eating a shake. Okay, okay. So we're, so we're up to... We're we're up to four people, four out of the sea of white. Yeah, I think we did get a second Latina, uh, character, with no name. Uh, if we, if we did, I didn't talk um, her, but it's possible. It was uh one of uh Cheryl's um, hanger-ons. Hmm. No, and now Betty's talking about the darkness in her. Yeah. And Jughead's like, fucking finally, someone gets it. God, finally. Maybe we can, like, have, like, weird, weird sex or something. I don't know. This is cool. Why don't we quote Donnie Darko? (laughs) They're just gonna watch Donnie Darko together. Oh my god. I want, okay. Okay. Get get this, okay? Every, we just replace the uh, scoring for all of the Jughead episodes with the Donnie Darko soundtrack, and I think it would still finish. (laughs) Yeah, I think it would be fine. Why is there toilet paper all over the front of his house? Who's TPing them in the middle oh, of no, the party? Oh, no, it is winter still. Okay, that makes sense why they're not eating outside. <laughs> okay, so they're kind of talking... They're kind of talking about, um, you know, the party, doing recap. And uh, there's a yeah. fun scene there where v- Veronica says, I may have I may have accused Sir- Cheryl of twincest. And... Um, Archie closes his eyes and it looks like he's thinking. It's like, what is twincest? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he says he drunk dialed his dad. Yeah. And um, they're doing the whole. They asked him to stay together with they're, his mom. They're, yeah, they're doing the whole errant, um, like, airing of grievances about their parents. And again, I'm getting like, really, they have good chemistry. Like. Yeah. I, I really be- I really believe them dating. Um Yeah, for a show that uh has as little restraint as Riverdale does, they've held off on them getting back together for an admirably long time. And it, it felt like it felt like this was a little natural as well. Like they were you know, they they grew together as friends and they yeah, yeah, they had instant chemistry, but then backed off and became friends, and then they're coming back together. Yeah, this now. is this is a very realistic way of friends yeah. becoming, like, which loving. is uh, totally out of place for Riverdale. And uh, Archie, being the person he is, it's just like I don't know. This tension's weird. I'm just going to try to kiss you. If Veronica's like, this yeah. is cool. 
Yep. That worked out. Yeah, and okay, over under on this. Did they fuck or did they just like make out super hard? Because she stays the night. Oh, true. But she's also I'm in her sure. clothing, though. Yeah. No, because I think Archie slept somewhere oh, else, no, no. right? She just gave him. She no, just... okay, no, he's a himbo. He wouldn't fuck on the first date. Um, but yeah, Archie is uh, sleeping shirtless on the air mattress. Yeah, right. Yeah, so he. Yeah, they didn't fuck. No, this they didn't time. fuck this time. And and uh, Veronica's the thing that you're supposed to do. She takes a real good long look at him because he looks like he's yeah, poisoned. Oh my god, that was so artfully posed. He, yeah, he... the director artfully posed Archie here for maximum has, torso like, reveal. You know what? I didn't, I didn't pay, I mostly was paying attention to his abs. He has good pecs, too. Good definition on them. Mm, yeah. he, turns out he's just a real attractive man. It's weird for this show to have mostly attractive people to also have a well-proportioned man in there as well. Um, But Jughead... Uh, and then she runs into Jughead just hanging out in the living room. Yeah. And they have a kind of like a. Are, are neither are, are neither of them going to help Archie clean? Archie cleans. Well, no, actually, Archie and Jughead clean. And they actually weirdly enough get all of it cleaned up. Um, but they have a, like they have like a actually pretty honest moment between both of them. Like like Jughead looks at her and she looks at him, but they're just like um, and they both kind of laugh and then they like well, you know don't please don't tell people about this and he's like cool yeah and then. Veronica goes home and talks to the doorman and says, like, hey, is my, is my mom, like, a lying, conniving asshole, like my father says? And turns out the doorman is just like, no, she's not. So then she gets changed and goes to the lawyer's office with Hermione and, uh, and turns out that, uh, she believes in her mom because the doorman Smithers, Smithers said I so. mean Smithers does say so. By the way, Smithers is actually their butler in the comic, by the way. Yeah, I don't really know what the deal with Smithers he's, is. He's, he's just he's sort a, of there. He's a stereotype. He's he's there to be the person. And and uh and Archie Archie looking like a, again a hot mess. It, like they he has like one of those like low like scoop necks shirts mm-hmm. and it's just like we really want to show off his arms and his chest shirt type of shirts. Jughead not actually helping with the cleaning right now. Jughead's eating breakfast while Archie cleans and drinking directly from the milk carton. Yeah. Well, I mean, also, also they do a good job at making Archie look like a person who was, like, fucking drunk earlier as a hangover. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of Alice entering rooms, but not saying a bunch of bullshit. Right, she's kind of dialed it back a little bit since the big reveal about the doctor's I don't know, I feel like we're going to get a real good burst in next episode. Though, also, I get FP being cool with all these kids drinking. It feels like Alice would not be... Why, Why did Alice not break up that party? She definitely seems like the kind of person who'd call the cops on a house party. Maybe because her daughter was over and, like, there. Not, yeah, and, and then like getting her daughter like hangover stuff for the day after. Maybe, see again if they were like seniors in high school, I'd be like, well, maybe she's just like, oh, you know, they have to blow off some steam. But no, she's like fifteen or sixteen. 
Also, uh, I, I do like uh, the scene. Veronica comes in and gets Betty a coffee and uh, baked good. And Betty says, the last time you got me a baked good is because you kissed Archie. And Veronica just sort of casually slides past the hat. Just like, and says, I just testified at my dad's hearing. Speaking of segues. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she did eventually testify in her dad's favor, is what she's telling Betty. Mm. Even though she's still feeling kind of conflicted about it. Yeah. And uh, the teen detectives uh, have another yeah. added to their team. Veronica. Right. The Scooby gang grows. So then we have the uh, the very melodramatic Jughead outro. Right. Again, about order and chaos, which I don't know really applied here, but that's it fine. It kind of does. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, she, uh, Veronica gets a new pearl ne- necklace with a thank you note from her dad for you, testifying. Do you think favorite. he also cheaps out on this one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, and then look, it's Archie's mom, Molly Ringwald. You know what? I can believe that. I can believe that. No, that's. Oh, that that, that would be his mom. his mom. No, like, like I think they did a good job. With that casting, I thought you were saying you could believe that's Molly Ringwald, and I was going to tell you no, that's actually Molly Ringwald. I wasn't. No, no, I could believe that as the mother. Um, I, I think, okay, I think yeah. that they are similar enough, and um, I, I that they're both redheads. Well, no, no, they also, uh, but uh, Fred also has a little bit more of a furrowed brow. I mean, a more heavier brow and everything and stuff. Like you can see their mm. genetics mixing. All right, let's rank this sucker. Can we just uh, shoot this to the top? Let's just not even. It, if you want. I mean, I don't know. Like, do you think that this? Okay. Was, first off, this had the uh, weird thing. Also, it had the weird. Yeah, this it is had the, like the weird. We can start at number four because I don't think it's worse than number than five through no. nine. Uh, so number four is Touch of Evil. Oh, better. Yeah, definitely. Uh, number three is In a Lonely Place. Is that the is that the Grundy leaving episode? Jesse, you know I don't know that. In a lonely- no, no, that was the um, that was the jug. That was the uh, Polly episode. All right. So is it better than yeah? That? It's better than that one. All right. Uh, number two is Heart of Darkness. Uh, this was the funeral one. Yeah, I yeah, that's better than that one. All right, and uh, number one is La Grande Illusion. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna shoot it right to the top. I'm just. This is. This is a okay. good episode. I love this episode. This is, like, this is. If if this if it keeps this pace, like I'm gonna be 100% more in love with this show than I already am. Uh, well, good news. I think it does pretty much keep keep in this line. Uh, Alright, so now we just gotta do an AU. Just wanna pull that up. AU fanfic generator. I'm perchance.org. Pop that sucker open. How many do we want? We want three. Randomize that. Alright. We have a beach AU, supernatural elements AU, or a high school AU. <laughs> Can we just do a high school AU and recap the episode? <laughs> We sure could. Um, let's no. Let's do something else. Supernatural elements AU. Yes. I mean, what would we? Okay. Okay. 
So we keep most of the episode the way it is, but we add explanations of why this episode is so fucking crazy. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. So let's go through the both of the stuffs. Um, what's the main one? The main. Sorry, what what's, was that? Okay, so main. Well, I guess there are co. No, main one was the Jughead's party thing. Yeah. Oh, uh, the plots. Yeah. So it's a uh, Jughead's birthday party. Uh, Veronica's testimony, and I guess a little bit. Uh, Fred's divorce. <laughs> that was barely a thing, but yeah, the supernatural, yeah. Uh, the supernatural element that made the him want to go to the the divorce thing is maybe uh, he. I can't. I can't think of a reason why. And like that. That just happens. <laughs> There's a supernatural little bits for that one. Yeah. Sometimes people do just get divorced, Jesse. It doesn't necessarily <laughs> no. have to be a supernatural force that causes no, that. No, but I do think the party though. Okay. First off. There was some. I want to say that there was like a horny spell that was like cast over the town, <laughs> and for some okay. reason, uh, Jughead and Jug Jughead was the only one who like was unaffected because you you know because he's weird. Maybe the hat. Maybe the right. hat somehow got it. I don't know. It's just sort of the top of your head. <laughs> and man, I don't know. I'm bad today. Yeah, I'm not really feeling it either. Can we just do another one? Let's let's try something else. Can we just we we can do a mulligan on this, right? Yeah. Yeah, let's do a want. mulligan. Let's 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 try do another set. All right. Uh, we have a Nor AU, an Enchanted Forest AU, or an Age of Sail AU. Age of is that like the sail as in the boat? Yes. Ooh, I want to talk about a boat party, but. But okay. Enchanted Forest also sounds good because we can make everyone pixies and stuff. I don't know. Which one do you want to do? Up to you. Uh, I think Enchanted Forest probably has more legs. I feel like Age of Sail is a little clunky to, to map. Mm, for this episode, I think it would. For other ones, I don't know. Maybe it'll work just fine. Um, Alright, so they're all fairies or some shit in the Enchanted Forest. Uh, Chuck was banished for being a creep, but now he's back. Uh, meanwhile, Jughead's birthday is still may- a thing. I mean, I guess fairies have birthdays. Yeah, maybe, like, Jughead, uh, maybe Jughead is his, his, his name day or whatever. Um, is happening. Yeah, whatever fairy equivalent of, of a birthday party yeah, is. And um and a lot of the other fairies, they're they're really outgoing and everything, but he's but he's like he's like weird and he always wears the hat. Uh right. He's so weird. Yeah, so normally what he does is he goes to the uh scrying pool and he watches a play. A, a double feature of He watches American Werewolf. <laughs> he watches a werewolf in London. Just kinda go around like beating people up and stuff. Um, and a college in America where a bunch of people are weirdly rapey and misogynistic. It sounds like any college in America. Oh, but no, I'm talking about Animal House. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just talking oh, about okay. college. But, uh, but he sees, <laughs> uh, and he normally does this with Archie, who's like the big, tall, beefy fairy that everyone 
like is fawning over. Um, but okay. but his girlfriend uh, Betty, uh, or his fairy friend, I don't know, is supposed to is is gonna you know do the double feature with him. But it turns out she made a party for him, and he hates parties because uh, it, he turns out he has more power when he's around less people. <laughs> Weird twist, but all right. (laughs) (laughs) And also, somehow, his fairy dad gets involved. (laughs) His fairy dad is also maybe his fair. Maybe his dad. Maybe he's actually a doxy. I don't know what that is. It's just another person, a fairy. Okay, but but it turns out his dad has a has a has a mole. Not an actual mole, but like a mole, as in like a spy. Yeah, so I guess there's some sort of class divide in this enchanted forest pixie land we've created, where there's the north side pixies, or however we want to describe them, that are uh, have all the like magic power and hold parties and do tricks and all of that, and then there's like the south side pixies that like don't have a lot of magic in their part of the forest and have to kind of scrape to get by um and so Jughead's originally from that side but he hangs out with the north side and uh turns out that it you know it's 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 a lot of strain because you know the north side pixies they're just so different from what he's used to and he's a weird loser south side pixie um and I guess uh, Chuck, who is gets unbanished, um, yep. and him and the uh, the the fairy the fairy queen's daughter. Would you say? Would you say that Cheryl's parents would be the uh, the the king and queen? Yeah, in the context of this town, I, I think yeah. they would be. Um, so the fairy queen's and king's daughter, Cheryl. And Chuck, who used to be the uh, the head head uh, knight fairy knight guard, yeah, uh, whatever, yeah, son. They joined forces just, uh, because Cheryl feels wronged by the new pixie in town, Veronica. Yeah, her 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 wings are slightly different color. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Like, that's it. You know. <laughs> um. Uh. And um. I don't know how do how do we make the uh, the sids and secrets the secrets and sids thing different? Also, she used to play that with her brother, uh, who she did everything with. What did they have to talk about? Fucking weird, fucking weird. Uh, how they want to fuck each She's other? Like, hey, my sin and secret is that I want to fuck you. Wait, that's my sin and secret. All right, yeah. Uh, Cheryl casts a spell at the party that compels them all to tell the truth. And they and they just just go in and just savage savagely just roast the Archie Pixie, like yeah. they're just like, hey, no wonder, no wonder you suck. You have mommy issues. Oh my god! Actually, in in this uh, world, they'd all be called like Archiekins and Veronica Kins. It'd be Ronnie Kins. It'd be Ronnie Kins. Ronnie Kins. Okay, Ronnie Kins. Yeah, that, that's because it's so whimsical. So that's all their real names. But anyway, yeah, they all roast the shit out of him. Uh, Jughead fights Chuck or Chuckykins. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, that's kind of yeah, it. Yeah, huh? I mean, I mean, they throw they throw a rager with no adults around except for. Yeah, I guess I guess Veronica uh, is also like fairy royalty from a different forest. And she's moved here because 
her her dad, the king, was exiled or some shit. Maybe uh, he was like ousted. Yeah, he had, he had his like fairy powers stolen from him. Yeah, um, and uh, and it turns out that he can get his fairy powers back if if they uh, pass like a like a I don't know like a yeah. There's some sort of fairy MacGuffin that needs to be completed yeah. or obtained it, to get him his power yeah, back. Yeah, and uh, and it turns out that they somewhat get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Veronica partakes in the first part of the ritual that will restore his power. And that was, like, a big character thing for her to struggle with yeah. that, or whatever. Yeah, and then, I guess, like, uh, the Betty, uh, Betty, uh, Bettykins and, uh, Jughead, Juggykins. <laughs> what everyone yeah. says is Juggy. Because Juggykins is just fucking awful. <laughs> uh, but they, uh, they have a fight. And uh, he flies off, but his but his uh, his South Pixie dad is just like, no, go back, talk to her, and and he did, and they uh, they they make up, and it turns out that uh that the the Betty Betty Pixie also turns into Dark Pixie, a Dark Pixie every once in a while who thinks she's Polly, and is like really into doming like uh, tall boys. Yep. yep. Also, is held back by blood. That's very magical. So yes. Well, n- okay. Yeah. Um. And uh, I guess what was the? Let me. Have, what was the other thing? Did we get everything? Uh, Archie's dad is getting a. Divorce. Oh, Archie's dad. Okay, Archie's Archie uh, Archie's dad. So Fred Freddykins is trying to find is trying to search out the. Archie Archiekin's uh, mother, so that they can get their family family power back, so they can be bound together by divorcing no, her. No, no, by sorry, he tries to take the power away from her. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's a lot more sinister than two adults consensually <laughs> well, agreeing well, to no, divorce. No, they split their they split their family power down the middle, but it turns out that she shows back up, and they're they're badly is now whole. I don't know. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I'm done with this. We're moving we on. Are. Marbles. So. Uh, so, the, the thing I really love about the O-Rangers is that uh, you know, they're they are an adult team. They are not for children under five if you're a child under five you should not be rooting for the o-rangers because uh, uh they are a choking hazard <laughs> yep <laughs> no but the uh, speaking let's... of choking god damn the o-rangers choke so hard at least last three oh, god it was so bad it was so bad let's let's go in order it was uh what were the three events uh that they did they did collision the uh Collision Marathon was the last one. I've- Those were two of them. Okay, and I think the other one was just the showdown. Yeah. Was that it? Okay, so a collision and then the marathon. Uh, and boy, oh, was no, there was one more. There was the relay. Oh yeah, relay. Yeah, relay. I want to talk about because uh, you might listeners you might remember previously Jesse owed me five dollars for the Oceanics 
beating uh, Momo, but not beating uh, O-Rangers. And then uh, the next day, the very next day, I texted Jesse, hey, you don't need to give me those $5 anymore because fucking the goddamn O-Rangers. Oh, no, it wasn't the real. I Sorry, it was a collision. I'm, I got confused. Uh, but they lost to... Uh, the collision took place in like a tournament format and O-Rangers lost the fucking the Oceanics the they, very first they round. They were last place in collision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, when I saw the bracket, I was like, oh, great. We got a fucking free win against the Oceanics. It's a free, it's a free pass to the semifinals. Also, and then these motherfuckers. The Oceanics were in the placement test for the uh, marathon. They were number one. Like, yeah. if that if the, if the first one was just the Oceanics, like doing a normal track, they would have won. They would have gotten gold. I'm I'm very upset about the marathon and how people were placed out in that because O Rangers got seated to the back and they could just never overcome that. I mean, and I don't <clears> think that's fair. Well, um, Team Momo does does what they normally do. Uh, they stayed around ten and nine, and uh, that's what happened. Yep. And you know what? Actually, they ran. They went and to eight. You guys ended up solidly in they eight. They went to eight, yeah, but right about where you yeah. predicted. <laughs> so um, now, also, they won exactly two medals. They've gotten middle of the pack the entire time. I'm just saying, I don't know. I'm not. I'm, Team Momo didn't lose, so that's right. Yeah, they got two silver places. Uh, See, they got right in the middle each time because there are 16 teams. Oh, Rangers. They were in the top eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, O Rangers ran. In almost last place for the entirety of the marathon, got up to I think twelfth, right behind Savage Speeders, which means Savage Speeders won the yeah, Marble League Savage because Speeders. they got ahead after after fucking O Rangers threw away the collision event. God damn it! <laughs> he beat um, and then just couldn't couldn't get anywhere on the fucking. Yeah. Ugh, I'm so I'm I'm, I'm very I'm, I'm very so much looking sorry. forward to uh, having uh, the collision. Like what they I love that event one of my favorites honestly it, really you like i like this one. i really like collision interesting like, i i because they really like they kind of revamp collision every year they yeah, change it I like up a little one. bit and uh i i didn't i didn't quite like this one i thought the the arena was too wide so i didn't feel like there was really a lot of action happening well, after the well, first collision no there was plenty of action happening depending on what because like they added they added like hazards and stuff that like if you mm-hmm. hit hard enough on certain areas like uh like ball bearings yeah. and stuff and marbles would yeah which they've had variations of that in the past i just felt like this time the arena was a little too wide so when they dispersed there wasn't a lot of kinetic force left when they hit the walls to trigger those traps well, i well i'm just glad that they didn't do the uh the collision that uh maimed one of my one of, one of my team right, the spinners <sighs> yeah uh probably probably why they removed that one um from I'm the rotation glad. i'm real glad Although, although, um, Crazy Cat's Eyes are going to be hosting. Yes, so, they are. I'm wondering yeah, wonder what they're going to do. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, but, uh, but O-Rangers also, did get second can... place. Yeah, so. they did. So they're automatically qualified for the next league, which is nice. Yeah, I think, uh, Momo, Team Momo's also. Yeah, no, it's only the top three oh. got automatic qualifications, yeah. so. But Team Momo's already uh, in there. To see, uh, Team Momo's already in there. Yeah, we, yeah. We did get to see a showdown event uh, in between a couple of the events uh, to see some of the teams that didn't qualify fight for qualification. Yeah. That was uh, interesting. I think, what, the Cobalts made it, which I like. I like the Cobalts. Yeah. Uh, 
I think the Limers didn't make it, which I also like, because I irrationally dislike the Limers. Well, see, I want the Pinkies to show up, because they're the only team I think that's worse than, um, than Oceanics. So, like, I, I want to get all the really bad teams, like, qualifying, just so right. you have someone to dunk on. Because, like, we, the Hornets, which, again, had so much, I had so much hope for the Hornets. I'm just like, wow, right, new team. They, they choked new team. super And, like, hard. they're, like, damn, they got close to the bottom. Mellow Yellow also. Yeah, let me actually see, uh, yeah, so Hornets did actually end up in last place. Who did? did what, what was our bet for that? Uh, let's see. Yep, we both agreed Hornets would be last. And okay, they good. We we did call that. Uh, yeah, I had O Rangers for first. That didn't pan out. You had Razzy Racers see, for first, and that super didn't. Pan you know out. what? They 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 did still get in like the top five. I think. Yeah, they are ninth. They're ninth. Actually. Wow. Well, yeah. they. They right choked. They must have. They like. I wasn't paying much attention to them. They they normally do yeah. way better. Yeah. No. They were placing super badly. Like almost immediately after we made that bet, they just started falling apart on all the events. But you know, um, Minty Maniacs got up there and like. Yep. Minty Maniacs ended up third. Midnight Wisps for fourth. Crazy Cat's Eyes in fifth. Hazers sixth. Uh, Galactic seventh. Momo eighth. Uh, Raspberry ninth. Oceanics in a 10th, which is surprising. They called their way back up. Uh, Bumblebee's 11th. Uh, Green Ducks 12th. Thunderbolt's 13th. Mellow Yellow 14th. Balls of Chaos 15th. And then Hornets in last at 16th. God, man, imagine being the Hornets. <laughs> that is not what you want to do for your debut to the Marvel wanna, League. The big, you want to be time. in top 10, at least. Yeah. Bumblebee's also did not clear top 10, but only barely. They were at 11th. Uh, actually tied with uh, Oceanics and score just Oceanics had a gold and they didn't so Oceanics took it above them yeah I mean this was a real I'm gonna be honest I think the marathon was a little bit too long yeah uh yeah so I, I think it would have been funny if like if uh if Mel Yellow won yeah they were in first for quite a while on that and then uh just couldn't close it yeah they podiumed, though, I'm pretty sure, Yeah, I right? think they podiumed. I think they are like, three or something like that. Yeah. But they were dead last for a really long time. Yeah. Um, what? Yeah, I thought I thought the marathon was a, a little long, and I guess it was exciting if you were, one of your teams was in the first three spots, because those got traded around a lot. I mean, but. like, I honestly, I think... Uh, the track didn't really allow for much more uh, movement. I think the track was a little bit too restrictive for yeah. real exciting uh, stuff if you weren't in the top, like, five. Yeah, uh, ever since Marbula won, I think Gel has gotten really into the idea of these tracks he's built with the automatic conveyor belt I really and don't like it. So. I just, like, Marbula won, like, I feel like it went. I, I'm I'm not a big fan. I'd I'd rather have the more yeah. There's endurance. I don't like in the endurance stuff. I like the I like the stuff like the block push and the high jump and the yeah. There's there's uh, uh just a few too many laps on a lot of the Marbella one races. And then this marathon is definitely uh really long. I'd prefer. I don't hate the tracks themselves, um, but I prefer like sand rallies, and uh, I, I definitely think that the laps are a little too high. Like I think five laps is okay, um, but he's doing like thirteen laps uh, on standard Marbella one races, and then this thirty-three gargantuan race was. I, I, d- uh, I didn't like that they ended on a race either. I 
generally like the races. Uh, this one just a little well, less. Like, it's just I feel like they could have done something that was like weird, weirder, or something. I don't know. I don't know what hmm. I would have wanted, but I, I just feel like I don't know. Right. It, it just didn't hit right with me. Uh, I don't know. I think races are kind of where the marbles all. I mean, it's marble racing, so I, I feel like it's appropriate to end on that. Uh, yeah, I just uh, maybe I just and some of the weird, some of the weird ones are like very hit and miss. Like sometimes they're good, sometimes they're just. I'm. Are kind of one like thing there. that I'm realizing also, I don't think I, as much as I like the jumps and stuff. I don't like I don't like the way mm-hmm. they, they did the high jump. I thought that system was confusing. Yeah, it was a little confusing for me. Like, I wish... I I didn't understand why they were doing it in, like, sections. Like, everyone has to clear 79.5 or whatever, and then we're going to redo it again, and then we're going to raise the high. Like, I feel like they should have just had each team go until they couldn't score it twice, and then highest jump wins. I feel like that makes a lot more sense yeah. to me. Yeah. Well, um, what's the, what's the next one going to be? What's the next game's gonna be? It's, this was the Marble League. Was, are we getting a Winter Marble Olympics? Uh, I'm assuming. Uh, well, the whole Marble Olympics, Marble Olympics have been rebranded as the Marble League, so I'm assuming there's gonna be a Winter Marble League as well. Um, I'm wondering. I'm wondering what they're gonna be. I wonder what they're gonna be doing with that one. Yeah, uh, I thought Collision was a Winter event, so I was surprised to see it here. Um, but maybe I'm just I misremembered. Yeah, well, I mean, technically they're they're marbles and doors, so I guess you can do whatever. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Just just like the real Olympics, I prefer summer events to winter ones. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm about the same. I, I'm I'm wonder, but I'm wondering what they're gonna be doing. Um, because you know we have we have some well we had exciting new players uh, that uh, just beefed it super mm-hmm. hard. The green ducks. The green right. ducks had so much promise when they were first like introduced. Yeah, when they debuted, they were a really strong they, team. They just did not measure. They up were this just time. like, ooh, they had the sophomore slump like real hard. And like, yeah. and like, the Hornets didn't even have like beginner's luck. They were just like, hey, why don't we just eat shit right now? <laughs> yeah. um, I I'm not sure what the lineup is for the Winter Marble League, but um, you know, if the Hornets and Bumblebees are in it, you know, hopefully, uh, kind of the shock of such competing at such a high level, high caliber with you know, the audience and everything has worn off. Maybe they become a little more, bit more acclimated and we can see some, like, really great performances. I'm, a, I'm hoping. In the like, I mean, league. I have my favorites and stuff. The only teams I want to see lose are, like, the Limers, the Oceanics, and, like, Savage spe- Savage Speeders. Yeah, I... Mm, the fact that Savage Speeders won yeah, this I, year. I, Ooh, when I, really wa- when I watched gears. it, when I watched it last night, I was going to send you something. Be like, fuck the Speeders. Yeah, like, ooh, uh, mm. Unhappy about it. I'm happy yeah. about it. See, like I, I feel, but I feel kind of like I'm a. I, I don't know a team that does just okay all the time, in, in another sport. But I feel like I'm, like a fan of them. Just like you know what they they tried. They're mm-hmm. great. You know they, they they stuck it out, and they didn't get last place. And I'm te- technically right. the first eight. So like again, no small feat yeah. out of all the teams. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean. Very skilled athletes we're talking about here, so placing yeah, that high up. Like is being consi- consistency is a good thing, and um, yeah, MOBA. Um, again, th- these are the top marbles in the exactly. world that we're talking about yeah. here. So yeah, like, so like a team MOMO, they're consistent, 
And yeah. uh, when when the other teams are consistent, they tend to shine. They're con- they're always consistent. I mean, but no, number eight marbles in the world. That's a that's pretty a pretty good, good rank. rank. You know, that's all I gotta say. It's just uh, fuck the speeders. That's all I gotta say. Fuck the speeders. Exactly. Man. Fucking, they spend all the money to get the best players. Everyone knows exactly. this. Exactly. <laughs> all right, marble talk over. Uh, let's do some recommendations, Jesse. Okay, so I told you a little bit about this yesterday, but. Uh, the mobile Gundam suit, uh, mo- mobile suit Gundam, uh, Iron Blooded Orphans, very good, sh- uh, anime. Like for a watch it first two seasons, I th- there might only be two seasons, uh, but they're on Netflix as a really good dub. So if you want to see a good dub, I mean I don't even know why we talk about dubs anymore. Most dubs are good now. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but it, but it has uh, a lot of themes I like. It has. It has themes about like uh, workers um, overthrowing their uh, managers to uh, gain the seize to seize the means of production themselves. Um, it has a lot of uh, it just it's about a bunch basically a bunch of kids. Um, they uh, they're all well, some of them are called human refuse or just or human debris. Human debris is the word. Um, where they're basically just children who were born in space with no parents and they get sold off basically as slaves. And then there's other ones that just are like super in debt. And uh, they, they're just going around in space trying to make their way in a new company space thing. And a lot of really good animation. Um, it makes me want to watch other Gundam series because apparently I watched the, uh, the worst one. And that was the only one I watched before. Um, so it's good. I mean, I don't know how to explain it. Like it's a lot of complicated political stuff that, that reaches me anyway. Um, and it doesn't seem to be like on the weird side of more left politics, which is often the case in a lot of shows. So yeah, I don't know. Watch it. It's, it's good. Real fun. Really good intros and outros songs. Alright, uh, as for myself, I will be recommending um, a show called Taskmaster. And you can find this on YouTube. They have six seasons on YouTube, like, uh, from their official channel, so it's HD, which is really nice. And Taskmaster is a British comedy show uh, where each season they get five uh, well-known British comedians. I'm assuming. I don't actually... That's what they say on the show. I, I don't know anything about Brit- the British comedy scene, but presumably well-known established British comedians come onto the show and uh they they do weird tests uh so each show opens each episode opens with uh the prize task where they were tasked with bringing in an object that centers around a theme um so an example is uh one of the prize tasks was most powerful smell another one was like most important document you own and so they'll they'll bring in these things like uh, for most powerful smell, someone brought in uh, a cologne that was modeled after the host because uh, sucking up is encouraged on the show. Um, someone brought in a bottle of their own fart, which is pretty good. Um, in the most important document one, someone brought in their marriage certificate, which uh, not a smart move. <laughs> um, and so. Th- uh, they get all judged, and you know the the host judges them and, and assigns points to who he thinks did accomplish it best. And then at the end of the show, the winner of that episode 
gets to take all of that stuff home. So again, the guy who brought his marriage certificate, maybe not a smart move. Uh, well, and so then the how, oh, how are you spelling that? Because it sounds like you're saying Taskmaster, but when I look it up on Netflix, it's not showing up. It's not on Netflix. Oh, That's what why. is it? It's on. It's a. Uh, it's on. Six seasons are on YouTube, and then one season's on the CW. Oh, for some YouTube. Reason. Okay, sorry, I missed that. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, and then the rest of it are uh, pre-recorded tasks they did. Um, so they don't know like how everyone else did. They filmed those like months in advance, and then now they're coming back to watch them on the show. And so it, it'll be things like, for example, there was one where uh they had a task that said in the next room there is a watermelon. Uh, your time starts when you enter the room. You have sixty seconds to eat a much, as much of that watermelon as I you can. I love it. Yeah, and then and so the other thing is that all the rules uh, involved in the task are listed on the card they get. So anything that's not explicitly stated on the card, they can do. So like one person ran out and and found a knife and a spoon before going to the room and carved open the watermelon and you know took spoonfuls out and ate it. Another guy just fucking slammed it on the ground and ate it off the ground like a goddamn fucking <laughs> raccoon. Yeah, and, and so like it, it's a lot of people that are like under a time pressure, so they're not necessarily thinking the most clearly. And then some people who are finding any loophole they can. Some people outright cheating. Um, and so it's a, it's a lot of very silly stuff. And then they just, like, roast each other incessantly over their tasks. And it's very funny and very good and very it fun. It sounds great. Oh. Yeah, it, it is oh, good. Oh, sorry. Another thing. Another thing. If you want to uh, watch a, a, a fairly uh, good romance anime movie... That's on Netflix. I would watch a, Whis- a Whisker Away. It's uh, very cute. It's about mm. this uh, girl who, I guess they're middle schoolers. She's, like, super in love with this other boy. And she, like, basically has, like, a mask that turns her into a cat. And the boy, like, loves the cat, like, so much. But, oh, and uh, but like, thinks that she's annoying. And it kind of it does a lot of really cool stuff. And it's uh, really well animated. It's very... Very heartfelt, uh, very not horny as well, which is good. Um, it's wholesome. It's good. You know, watch it. It's fun and cute. And uh, if you like seeing well-animated cat right. stuff, uh, you can see a lot of well-animated cats. Okay, then. Uh, so let's let's get out of here because we've run long this time. Um, I think it's my turn to sign us off. So, you know, have, have you ever seen me without this hat? I'm a weirdo. I'm so weird. So fucking special But I'm a creep I'm a weirdo I don't fit in And I don't want to fit in